Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Rich Eisen Show. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. You look at the 49ers schedule from here on out, and they have the Seattle Seahawks coming up. They win that thing, and this thing's a wrap, and the Brock Purdy legend grows. Touchdown! San Francisco! Earlier on the show, Jaguars head coach Doug Peterson. Coming up, ESPN NFL analyst Lewis Riddick. Chargers running back Austin Eckler. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the program. Uh, Hour number one, Doug Peterson. We just hung up the phone with the Jacksonville Jaguars head coach. Talked at length about the development of Trevor Lawrence and how um, it's progressed and how week 15, the Jacksonville Jaguars are definitely going to be on a bunch of people's radar screens, not just because of how they just beat the Tennessee Titans, but man, they're playing the Dallas Cowboys this week, and I know we make fun of you calling them the varsity, but when the Dallas Cowboys come in uh, with 10 dubs and needing to continue on winning so they have a shot at their division because the number one team in the NFL right now, the Philadelphia Eagles, is two games in front of them, and they're coming in and needing to show everybody what happened last week was just an outlier. And here comes Trevor Lawrence to maybe carve them up and outplay Dak for the former Philadelphia Eagles head coach. This is this is a big one in Week 15. This is on the marquee. I know we have our fun about the varsity, but... I mean, you have fun. No, I'm no, 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 no. The Cowboys, <laughs> the Cowboys raise the profile. Sure do. Um, and so this is a big one. And we talked about, Jim, we talked about with Doug Peterson on this program. Uh, Lewis Riddick is coming up on the show. Um, and, you know, uh, while we came on the air, I guess Arthur Smith, I don't know if this was today or yesterday, but um, I guess, uh, yeah, I, I, I did not see this soundbite, if you will, but Arthur Smith, you know, he is a guy for the Atlanta Falcons who does not. He is in mince words, even with me, right? A couple times he will say, you know, every time I come on, I know you're trying to catch me in something so you can. Didn't he accuse me of being a clickbaiter or a hot taker one time? He's great. No nonsense. I That's do. what I, you want. I know that. Especially since, I mean, I'll, I'll keep saying, I mean, you got to. He he is. He doesn't have to be doing what he's doing right he now. He does not. Okay. And we'll, and, 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 <laughs> right. and, he could be doing anything. But, but, look, uh, look it up. <laughs> it, it appears that. that the benching of Marcus Mariota that Mariota might just is bolting the team. He's not there. I thought he that, was hurt too. I thought he had a knee no, injury. No, I, I, he basically said this, that the knee's not a problem. Wow. I mean, you don't normally hear this sort of thing, but Desmond Ritter is going to get the gig for the Atlanta Falcons. And the Falcons are coming off their bye week. They're at New Orleans. I mean, these two teams despise each other. I mean, just absolutely despise each other. This is maybe the the most hate-filled rivalry that nobody talks about in the NFL because we're all focused on Aaron Rodgers owning the Bears and the Jets and the Patriots. You're talking about, obviously, Philadelphia and Dallas or Dallas against fill-in-the-blank. 
But they friggin' hate each other, Atlanta and New Orleans. And we keep saying Carolina's got a shot in this division, but Atlanta's got just as good of a shot. Well, I shouldn't say that because Atlanta lost to Tampa, that roughing the passer penalty. And Atlanta also lost to Carolina because... Atlanta they, beat, they beat Carolina, Carolina so yeah. they've all beaten each other. They kind of all beaten each other. Yeah, you know, Carolina could have beaten Atlanta if DJ Moore hadn't taken his helmet off, and then the place kicker not missed the extra point, bringing in overtime where Atlanta won. But bottom line is Desmond Ritter and the Atlanta Falcons have just as good a shot, maybe, as anybody to win this division. Mm-hmm. So we're going to turn that soundbite around. So I heard that during the commercial break, and you don't normally hear this sort of thing. Uh, Jerry Jones also spoke about um, the signing of uh, T.Y. Hilton instead of Odell Beckham Jr. at the moment. We'll get that for you. There's a Bill Belichick press conference moment, but Lewis Riddick's going to join us shortly on this program from the worldwide leader in sports. And I can't wait to talk with him about um, the last two games of the Miami Dolphins. Tua Tungo-Vailoa not looking so great. And talking about a lot of Week 14 action. And sitting around and thinking, we are, we are, as you know, this just in post-Thanksgiving. That's when Thanksgiving is when Bill Parcells, back in the day, would say the season began after Thanksgiving because you already know who you are through 12 weeks of the football season. And then at the time, the final month of the season would hit. Now, as you know, there's an 18-week regular season, 17 games and still though you know who you are in thanksgiving and then when you start losing games in december it's no longer you know a narrative it's kind of reality and it can actually cement a narrative and there's not much time for you to come back from that still enough To turn a season around, last year the Las Vegas Raiders won their final four and made the playoffs and almost knocked off Joe Burrow. In Cincinnati, who could be that team? So on and so forth. That's the part of the season we're living in right now. But the few games in week 14 made me think there was a rash of teams where the narrative, the negative story about their team, their result in week 14 cemented it. And that's how I've come up with a top five list that requires Mike Del Tufo for you to give me some NFL Films music for a little bit of mood. And I greatly appreciate that. Top five NFL teams who fueled their haters yeah. in week 14. One, two, three, four, five? Haters. Fueled their haters. You know I love haters. Too. I don't know yeah, how many haters the Tennessee Titans have. Maybe they do have them in Jacksonville. But anybody who looks at that team and thinks all of the Titan fans that talk about tightening up, the boys on their bus and take your heart pills and buckle up, that they're bringing, you know, a hard-hitting style of football your way. Well, they just got hit in the mouth with their own medicine by the Jacksonville Jaguars in a second half in which Derrick Henry gained two yards. And that's, by the way, not, you know, a figure of speech. This is a guy who had 100 yards in the first half, and usually that means 200s right around the corner when he's taking on Jacksonville. Didn't happen this time. And anybody who thinks the Titans last year, they were just a one-seed coach of the year, Mike Vrabel, that they're still just fugazi. That you still, you know, just because you don't have a bunch of their players on their 
on your fantasy team from him. Well, the Tennessee Titans got hit in the mouth, and now they have lost three in a row. The Tennessee Titans did nothing to stop the narrative that that not all that deep down. And the door is open for them to be totally shocked and have a dreadful end of their season. That's number five on the list. Number four on this list is uh, a team that a lot of folks thought would be choosing in the top five of the draft coming into the season. They're still going to probably be picking in top five in the draft, <laughs> but it's using Denver's draft choice. Yeah, not their own pick. Not their own. Everyone thought it would be their own pick. I'm talking about the Seattle Seahawks. I got to tell you, man, when I saw them in Munich and I saw them bouncing around in their practice that I saw and I saw the positivity, the vibes were just through the roof. I mean, they were all buying what Pete Carroll was selling and I'm sure they still are. And Gina was getting MVP talk. And I thought for sure they would not only beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but go into their game in week 15 on a Thursday night against the San Francisco 49ers with a chance to win the division that night. That's the momentum that they had going into that Munich game. But they lost that Munich game to Tampa and then went on a bye and then lost in the last second against the Las Vegas Raiders team that usually blows a bunch of leads, doesn't come back from them. And then they wound up needing a last second win to avoid a shocking loss against the Rams and then the Carolina Panthers just ran all over him. And I know Gino said at one point that he thought there was an offsides penalty. Three guys he saw going offsides, which is why he threw one up for grabs for a pick. And he's right, but the Seattle Seahawks maybe aren't all that after all. And Gino's not all that after all. That fueled some haters losing to Carolina this week. Number three on the list. Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota Vikings have 10 wins. Take a look in the standings. They've given up one more point than they've scored this year. Isn't that incredible? That's outrageous. They have a negative <laughs> point differential. That's outrageous. They do. How? How? I don't know, man. Halfway? Well, I, I think Dallas beating them 40-3. to three, Yeah, that didn't When you're minus 37 help. on one yeah. particular day, that kind of helps. <laughs> Erase what Justin Jefferson might be able to put on the board and so on and so forth. But anybody out there thinking, okay... Nice uh, offense you got there, Minnesota. Kirk Cousins taking his shirt off on planes, but now he's just assuming a crash position. They still have 10 wins. They're still going to print a playoff ticket. The folks in Minnesota are going to still be doing the skull chant in a home playoff game in January. That's going to happen. But last week's loss in Detroit, where Detroit put up a ton of points on them, and Detroit made the the big play at the end of the game with their <laughs> tackle-eligible-in-motion play. What a play. Minnesota didn't do themselves any favor, fueled the haters' fire by going ahead and losing in Detroit and not being able to pop their playoff tickets out to their season ticket holders on the spot. Number two on this list, or should I say Tua on this list? You see what I did? Nice. Well done. The Miami Dolphins. Oh, boy. Oh, man, that's two (laughs) clunkers in a row. You could sit here and say, well, San Francisco's winning the division. Well, they also had Brock Purdy thrown in the game. You could say, well, it's Purdy Purdy mania, Purd sanity. uh, Oh, how about this one? Purdemonium. Oh. Going on in in Santa Clara. I'm here for all the Purdy Thank you. (laughs) 
could say all that, but hey, he was coming in a game cold. And then the Chargers without six starters on defense. There is a lot to pick apart right now for Miami, and they're going into Buffalo on a short week on a Saturday night where it's going to be like 20 degrees. Miami's going to bring that game. Tyreek better bring all his Kansas City cold weather success with him. So the Dolphins did no favors in fueling and quieting their haters. They just add fuel to the flame. That two is really not all that, and the Dolphins are imminently beatable. But number one on this list, the number one team that fueled their haters, because there's a legion of them, with their Week 14 result, is, interestingly enough, let me make sure, I just really figured, is that the only team that actually won on this list? Hey! His Dallas Cowboys. Hey! Fueled the <laughs> haters. Just when you thought the Cowboys are just putting it all together and just sticking their foot on the throat of the lesser opponents and not playing down to their opponents, those days are over. Those days are over after they turned to 21-19 lead over the Indianapolis Colts on a Sunday night into a 90 million to 19 victory. They came in against Houston and laid a big fat goose egg. And man, did they need Tank Lawrence shooting the gap on that fourth, that third down play. And yes, TJ Jefferson, they did come up with a 98-yard game-winning drive at the Hello. end in order to pull this thing out. <laughs> to win the game. And that in the past, this goose egg would have actually led to an L an instead L, of a Rich. W. We would have won this understand. game. understand. But Put some respect what on the hell was that? They had That's Davis fair. Mills and Jeff Driscoll. Threw us off. Spinning it all <laughs> over the place. Prepare for two QBs. Defensively, they couldn't put pressure on either of them. Davis Mills was slinging it. Jeff Driscoll was rolling out and slinging it. I mean, come on, man. This is the time you're supposed to say, we are going to win this division. We're going to catch the Philadelphia Eagles. We're going to prove to everybody that we are the number one team in the NFC. We're going to get that top seed. We're going to run them down, and we are going to show everybody that whatever the hell happened last year in the playoffs is out of our system. And then they needed every last tick on the clock to beat the Houston Texans. What the hell was that? Get your damn act together. And that's my top five list of the top five teams that fueled their haters. Hated it. There you go. I'm fueling fueling my haters. I'm fueling my haters right here. I mean, if you didn't want us to use up all the time, then make the game 50 minutes. What do you want me to tell you? No, I understand that the river card can beat you, too, in poker. I understand that that fifth card card counts just as much as the first three on the flop. This is how you know, and I know you hate this, guys, but this is how you know Dallas is varsity. Any other team goes on a 98-yard game-winning drive. That's false. And yet, we're talking about... In a negative light instead well, of a positive. You light. bring it on yourself. How? What did I do? Oh, please! You collectively. You have a grease board. You have so a grease what? board. You just pulled one out 
of your orifice. Well, what are you guys Actually, nothing's and been pulled out of there. Okay. any shame you're holding up, how about them? Yeah, Cowboys? but it's because my team won, oh, so I'm happy. I can't be happy if my team won a football can. game. You are allowed. I don't sit here every day and go, Dallas is going to win the Super Bowl, Great or Dallas is the best team in football. Barely all I won. say is, you didn't believe in this, God did. That's Barely all I won. said. You do refer to them as the varsity, as if the yeah, rest well, of the NFL, might, all 31 other teams fine. are junior varsity. Well, that's what you bring it on. Well, you mean to tell me, no one in this great earth, that no one else on this planet and it refers to their team as varsity, but me. And if that's the case, I really am special. But By the, the way, likes varsity blues. If the, let's just let me put it this way: Who does Philadelphia have the rest of the way here? Philadelphia, the rest of the way. How about this? Doesn't matter. They're going to win. How about this perfect example? Home against New Orleans. Perfect example. Perfect example. They pull out a game against New Orleans. Just like the one you just did against the Houston Texans, they lose. and they have to get 98 yards to pull that out of their philly orify mm-hmm. there will be people saying hurts is the mvp is he really the mvp i don't remember really, this and talk you don't almost beat him i don't remember it's this talk the when they beat the colts by one point thing it's going to be the same thing look it's fine. the same thing <laughs> we got the dub to use the Irvin phrase same intensity we will, same intensity. people will not lose that intensity that's my top five list. Love it. What do you think, everybody? Eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial. If you hate it as much as TJ, don't want to hear from you. Be honest. Lewis Riddick of ESPN coming up next. So much to talk about with him. Eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty four seven U.S. based live customer service from Discover. Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Love talking ball with this guy and thrilled to have some time with him here from the worldwide leader in sports, NFL Live. He calls college football games and, of course, NFL games for ESPN. He's the great Lewis Riddick back here on the Mercedes-Benz Vance phone line on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, Lewis? I'm good, Rich. How are you doing, man? I am doing great. Um, let's just jump right into it. The conversation uh-huh. about the Miami Dolphins with their two losses out in uh, in the state of California is that they're less than they're not they're show they're showing their true if you will uh, uh, selves. What do you make of yeah. the last couple of weeks with Tua and this offense and this team in general? Yeah, it's weird. It's weird with Miami, isn't it? That people seem to like when when they're doing good, they poke holes in this football team and try and discredit any kind of success they have. And then when they do bad, everyone wants to go. I told you, I told you, they suck. I told you, I told you, Tua was no good. I told you, and it's just, it's just, there's this weird fascination with this team. And I'll tell you what, look, I look at it like this: the past two weeks, I think there are some things that, on a macro level, need to be really looked at hard 
by Mike McDaniel. And then on a, like on a little bit more of a micro level, individually, some players need to play better. There's no question about that. Macro level, on the offensive side of the ball, Mike McDaniel needs to put his foot up the rear end of his offensive line and say, hey, look, I came from a place where we ran the football on everybody. We ran it down their throat. We, we spent some money to get some, some better players in here on the offensive line. And right now, on a consistent basis, we can't capture the line of scrimmage against a high school football team, let alone an NFL you know, good defensive front. That has to get better. And he has to instill that in them and, call, and get these guys coming off the ball so where this, this offense is not so, quite honestly, Tyreek Hill dependent. Big play, explosive play dependent. Tyreek Hill picks up a fumble out of a scrum and runs it down the field 60 yards, and that's how you're getting your points. Or a defensive back falls down, or Tyreek just runs past the guy because he's 4-2 in the 40, 4-1 in the 40, and Tua just lays it up there. That can't be their offense. Their offense has to be more well-rounded than that. And, that. and a lot of that falls on him. That falls on Mike, and it falls on this offensive line. You go up against San Francisco and their D-line. You go up against the Chargers, who haven't stopped anybody running the football since Brandon Staley took over. You go up against Buffalo this week, you better be able to run the football or at least have them feel as though there is a credible threat to run the ball. And they can't. They haven't done it. He has to fix that. Number two, well, you know, there was all this talk right this week about well, Brandon Staley did something no one else did. He packed the middle of the field. He took away the inside throw. Every team does that. Mm-hmm. Bill Belichick was preaching that, Rich, back in 1985 when he was with the Giants. Back in 92, 3, 4, 5 when I was with him at the Browns. Every team tries to make you throw it outside and not give you the easy throws over the middle. But if you watch the first couple of plays of this game, let's see, Tyreek has... Alohi Gilman beat on a wheel route down the sideline to underthrows it. So that's one. Two, Jalen Waddle has the corner beat on a dig route. He drops it. Third play, uh, Tyreek is open on a little out route against cover two. Comes in right behind the, the hook curl defender. Drops it. Three and out. So it's like, okay, well, Tua sucks now, right? <laughs> Tua can't throw. Tua can't play. Tua sucks. They, they, he, I told you Tua sucks. I mean, see, that, that, then that starts happening. Now, they throw the football to, to, to Tyreek way too much. And I get why they do, but it's got to have a little bit more – it's got to have a little bit more reason behind it. And I think they got away from that a little bit. And Jalen Waddle can't be forgotten in this offense like he was in that Charger game. So, look, I think there's a lot of things that they need to look at Big picture, Tua's got to hit the gimmies when they're there. The offensive line's got to get its button gear. The defense, look, man, I mean, Brad Chubb, as much as I love him, you you got to affect games. you got to put quarterbacks down. you got to put Justin Herbert on his back. I mean, Jalen Phillips, as good as he's – got to get him on the ground. Melvin Ingram, you got to get him on the ground. So there's a lot to go around here, more so than just, well, the Dolphins suck, and most of all, Tua is not as good as Justin Herbert, and I told y'all. But that, that's what happens with this football team. We'll see. They'll be up against it this week against Buffalo, who I heard you just talking about, Milano. Mm-hmm. This team, Rich, they don't fool you. Leslie doesn't try to fool you, and he'll tell you that, Leslie Frazier, D.C. They try to out-execute you. They try to out-tough you. Like, can you withstand it? Can you do what my guys can do for three hours? Can you stay in there? Can you stay in there? 
Can you keep fighting the fight? Are you going to be willing to when it's cold and this crowd just seems to be coming down on you and it seems like the, like the stands are moving in closer and closer and the wind starts picking up? Can you withstand it or do you just start scoreboard watching and going, hey, when can we go up that tunnel and get on the buses and get the hell out of here? That's their test this week. We'll see. And in terms of that test, Lewis Riddick here on the Rich Eisen Show, you, you just mentioned how Leslie Frazier doesn't try to fool you, the Bills DC, and out execute you and see how tough you are. Um, it sure seems like the Bengals pass that test every single time these days, right? I mean, like, how, yeah. how for real do you think the defending AFC champs are in a conference where we're more focused on, on the Mahomes and Allen of it all, Lewis? I, I think you, you, you hit the nail on the head. Like Their, their toughness, physically, and probably most importantly, mentally, is on par with any team in the NFL. Mm. Because it isn't always pretty for Cincy. It isn't, offensively or defensively. You look at the first couple of series against Cleveland last week, and Miles Garrett is absolutely torturing Jonah Williams. He's torturing him. I mean, you, you see um, Jadebi and Clowney. I mean, they're, they're hitting Joe Burrow on three steps. But Joe can't get the ball out of his hand fast enough. And you're sitting there and you're going, oh, my goodness, it's going to be the same thing with this, with this team concerning you know, they, they just can't seem to block their edge rushers, and Joe's going to be running for his life, and who knows what's going to happen. But they stay in there, man. Joe makes plays that just kind of, like, defy, defy what really should be happening. And it's because he's so smart. He's tough. You don't see him, you know, complaining to his, you know, to his offensive lineman. You never see his facial expression change. And they hang in there. The next thing you know, there's no Tyler Boyd. There's no T. Higgins. But Jamar Chase makes a play. Uh, Samaji Piran makes a play. Joe Mixon makes a play. And, and you know, a, a guy like, uh, oh, man, his name's escaping. Oh, Trenton Irwin, mm. the wide receiver. He makes a play. And, and next thing you know, this team has got you right where they want you. And then the defense just turns it up. Somebody makes a big sack, makes a big you know, tackle for a loss. A defensive back make, puts a big hit on him. And since he comes out of there with a win, and that's because that team doesn't blink, and it all starts with that quarterback, man. He's special, he's special, he's special, and he is going to be, unless you can get him to start doubting himself, this team will never doubt himself. I don't think that's ever going to happen on planet Earth while Joe Joe Burrow is is playing uh, and doing anything in his life, I, I would imagine. And he's not lost to the Chiefs, as we all know. He just beat him. What a huge, huge, huge finale on the worldwide leader Monday Night Football is going to be when Buffalo visits Cincinnati and oh, uh, Week 17. So, yep. uh, you know, and, and the Buffalo offense, I know it's been discussed on NFL Live quite a bit lately about not looking the same way as it looked when it was on tilt for the first eight weeks this season. Mahomes with a three-interception game that let Denver back in. And you want to talk about balanced. I, I don't know if they care or not. I mean, they, they, they don't seem to want to run it or care to run it or run it unless it's like, you know, 90 seconds left to, to have Isaiah Pacheco angry run his way into the victorious locker room. I, I don't know. How do you, how do you handicap the AFC uh, moving forward? Or, or if we're missing anybody right here, I'll give you the floor. Lewis? Um, no, I, I think, you know, th- these teams all have ebbs and flows during the season, right, where they don't look as good as you think they should look. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and then from week to week we'll say, well, uh-oh, this team's in trouble. Uh, this team's in trouble. And, you know, and I, I think we, we, expect, we expect too much from 
teams like Kansas City um, or even a team like Buffalo that can look so good for, you know, three, four, or five weeks, and then they hit a little bit of a lull, and, and you know, next thing you know, we're ready to, like, sound the alarm bells. But I think once once the second season rolls around here, meaning postseason, I think these teams will be back on it. Look, there's, there's no doubt that Buffalo and Kansas City put a lot on, on Josh and Patrick, and they should. I mean, they're special. They're different. And it's, it's just going to be their natural tendency to do so. But I think when you start with Buffalo, look, Sean knew during the, uh, before the season began that he wanted this football team to have a little bit more of a running identity and have a little bit more toughness and be able to run the football when they wanted to run it and when they wanted to take some of the pressure off of Josh and his ability to throw it. And I think they'll get back to that. I think they're still capable of doing it, and a lot of that's going to fall on Ken Dorsey, the offensive coordinator, to make sure – he, he reestablishes that part of the game because they know they'll be able to throw it. They know Josh will be able to do heroic stuff. And I, I'm not really necessarily worried about that. Kansas City, look, it's, it's kind of the same way. Um, they have one of the best offensive lines, arguably a top, a top two or three offensive line in the game. I mean, they can maul you when they want to. And Pacheco has brought a different style to them, a different toughness to them. But I mean, how many times are you going to really want to just pound it up in there when you know mm. that 15 can just do things that you can't coach, and sometimes you just stand over there on the sideline and cross your arms and go, go to work, buddy. Go to work. <laughs> it, they, they can Now, you don't want to do that too often, but I think he knows more so than anybody what it takes to win in the postseason, that being Patrick. And he knows that, you know, I think this year maybe his margin uh, for error is not as great as been in the past because of, he had difference makers that could just do things that not many other people could do, namely Tyreek. So I, I think when it comes down to it and they get to this second season, both of those teams will play their best football and it will be a tall task to knock either one of them out of there. And you'll, you'll have to play your very best. And we won't be, you know, of course it, it'll come down to like every game comes down to an explosive play here, a turnover there that may get them in the end. If, if you know if one of those teams ultimately, and you know not everybody can make it to the Super Bowl, one of those teams get kicked out of there. But it won't be because there's some kind of glaring omission, you know, in their game or glaring weakness in their game where we can sit back and you know break our arms, pounding ourselves on the back. Going, see, I told you, I told you that they had this. It's not going to be that kind of situation. It's going to be because. Somebody else makes a play, man, and and you got to give the other team credit sometimes. And I don't know. I, I just I just sometimes don't I don't like spending so much time trying to find that gotcha, um, <laughs> you know, point on a team as much so as I like to give the other team some credit that you know there's some damn good teams rich in the NFL. You know, you cover it better than anybody. There's some good teams, man, and sometimes you just got to say, hey, that guy got me. Lewis, got me on that one. But, Lewis, this is Sports Talk Radio. How dare you come on here and be nuanced? How dare you do such a thing? Yeah, we're losing that, aren't we? We're uh, losing that in the coverage of this game. You're tearing at the fabric of the Sports Talk galaxy. How dare you do such a thing? <laughs> Lewis Riddick here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show from, from uh, the worldwide leader in sports. Uh, I'm going to ask you a pointed question that uh, is new to the, uh, to the NFL um, Super Bowl conversation scene. Because uh, it involves Brock Purdy, and I'll just put yeah. it point blank to you: Can the 49ers, in your estimation, win it all with Brock Purdy as their quarterback? What do you think? Absolutely. Yeah, I absolutely think they can. Um, it's one start, one game, one start, 
and, you know, finishing a game out in another game. And I know people go, well, how the hell can you say that with that sample size? Again, I'm not looking for to sit back in the weeds and wait for that gotcha moment to go say, to say, hey, I told you. Right. Told you Brock couldn't do it. <laughs> He's got a great offensive line. A be, you know, a, a, a really a cachet of running backs provided that Debo will be okay once the postseason comes around. He's got playmakers on the perimeter. He's got a hellacious defense that he can lean on to say, hey, look, man, it's okay to punt. It's okay. We'll get you the ball back. We'll get you another shot. We'll get you another swing at it. And the kid himself has shown that I can execute this offense in the context of how Kyle wants it executed. And when those plays happen that come outside of structure, I've shown you so far, so far, that I can get that done too. So why should I, why should I doubt? Why should I sit here and just wait for him to make that mistake that you know, even Patrick Mahomes will make it sometimes. Josh Allen will make it sometimes. Hell, Jalen Hurts will make it sometimes. Why should I wait for that to say, hey, I told you. I think as long as he plays within, you know, the structure of this offense and they don't start, you know, having guys drop like flies to where he doesn't have the support around them, yeah, I think he can make it. I think he can help take them to the Super Bowl. And not just because he doesn't screw it up, Rich, but because he does make a play that he does do something that isn't because Kyle's a genius as far as play calling or 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 C-Mac isn't you know is is the best running back you know dual threat in the, in the NFL or because Debo is just as tough as hell it's because Brock Purdy can actually make a play because Brock Purdy's actually smart enough and talented enough to actually make a play god forbid in the NFL where you know only a few people can make plays no i know he's Mr. irrelevant but he's also a guy who has shown you that and we've seen this time and time again in the league. Just because of where you were drafted, you know, scouts aren't 100% correct, man. They just aren't. And, and all the guys who are 6'5 and run 4'4 four, four and have cannon arms aren't the only ones that can make plays that go down in history. We've seen that time and time again. And people don't want to believe it. I happen to believe in the kid because he hasn't given me any reason not to, and he hasn't given them any reason not to. Well, what was the evaluation of him at the Combine throughout the talent evaluation portion of our calendar this uh, this past spring? Do you recall? what was? Yeah, well, I mean, he, he was a guy who, it's the traits. It's the trait aspect of it that caps people's excitement for a guy like that. He doesn't look like Josh. He doesn't look like Patrick. He doesn't throw it like that. He doesn't have the national, you know, um, attention and or production or stage that a guy like Joe Burrow had coming out. You know, he's shorter, smaller, doesn't have a big arm, doesn't run a big 40, can't throw the ball off platform like a guy like Zach Wilson did in his, in his pro day. He doesn't have all that stuff. So they fall down and they fall down and they fall down and they fall down and next thing you know they get put into this box of, well, ideal backup, maybe third, you know, third team quarterback who'll stick around for eight, nine, 10, 11 years, like a chase Daniel. And he'll always be good for three or four games, but he'll never be able to lead you to the promised land over a 17 game season. That right there sounds like your typical prototype cookie cutter scouting report on a kid like Brock Purdy. And maybe in the end that is true, but for right now, for this stretch that they need him for, because of the team that's around him, he could definitely lead them to the promised land as long as the supporting cast around him is still good. You know, I'm not, I'm not sitting here trying to tell anybody he'll be able to do Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen type stuff mm-hmm. or Jalen Hurts. I'm not saying that. I'd be foolish to say that. I'm not, 
you know, I'm not unrealistic. But, see, the, the cool thing about football is that as much as we try to individualize this game, it's still a team game. And he's part of a real good team. And, if a, and real good teams ultimately are what win Super Bowls. And I think that's really, that's really what San Francisco is banking on and what they're going to ride as far as they can ride. Well, you also just described Jalen Hurts on, on the Eagles, too. But Hurts is, yep. uh, is, 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 is shown uh, MVP quality, you know, game-changing, right. generationally talented ability. And so you mm-hmm. mentioned the word hellacious uh, for the 49ers defense. Cowboys, Niners, do, do, do they have an, an equal shot to, you know, beat the Eagles in a one-and-done situation? You think? They sure do. Okay. They sure do. Yeah. And you know what? And what it is with Philly is kind of like what Washington showed you. Um, the great equalizer for every team, and this is why coaches, when they talk about it, sometimes we roll our eyes and go, God, just give me something else. Right. Give me something else that's the key to the game. But they always come back to one thing, Rich. They always come back to turnover differential. Like, we have, if we can have more swings at it than you – our odds go up exponentially, especially if we can get more swings at it in terms of trying to score touchdowns on short fields, so opportunistic turnovers. And that's how Washington beat Philadelphia. And that's the one thing, along with injuries, which you never wish on a team, but those are the two things that level the playing field. And ball security is something that every guy at some point in time has a lapse with. And it's just whether or not you're conscious enough to take advantage of it. And I think that's how you beat Philly, first and foremost. Now, there's the people who, are, who question, who are going to want to say, hey, well, once we get to the postseason and the stakes ratchet up, is Jalen Hurts going to lose that cool, calm demeanor that I have an answer for everything, hey, keep hating on me, keep doubting on me type of attitude that he has right now? Will he, will he be able to stay as cool as he is now? Well, we'll see. I wouldn't bet against him. <laughs> I wouldn't bet against him, but you punch at that ball, you give your offense a couple more cracks at it, you don't let them throw the ball over the top on you, you keep the sidebars, you know, the side rails on that running game and don't let them get on the perimeter and have Jalen going crazy on you. Yeah, you can beat them. San Francisco can, is fully capable of beating them. Dallas is fully capable of beating them. Washington always showed you. People don't think we're anything, and we, we beat them. So, yeah, they can be beat, but you have to be on it for three, three and a half hours. And um, not every team is up to that. You're the man, Lewis. I would love talking ball with you. I say that every time. I don't mind repeating it. Um, love watching you on ESPN, and uh, especially when you uh, say yes to our, our invitation here. Thanks. I appreciate it every time, my man. Thanks right back at you. I follow Lewis Riddick on Twitter. You should as well, at L Riddick ESPN. NFL and college football analyst extraordinaire from ESPN right here on the Rich Eisen Show. I just love listening to him talk all. Right? Same. Right? So good. Just really great. Just so knowledgeable and obviously experienced and expert in boiling it down in a very fascinating way of syntax, verbiage, everything. Just love it. I used to watch Lewis Riddick at Pitt when I was in junior high. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah. Did you um, sell him shoes at a Foot Locker? No, I mean, I was, in, come in, and I was in junior high school. What is, he, what is he, 12, 13 and a half? What is he, 12 and a <laughs> half? A, I was a little too young to have a job at was... that point. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess you're not really too young to have a job. Never, but... never, never. All right. 
We'll take a break. Phone calls, 844-204-RICH. Number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Don't go anywhere. We're back with that. And then hour three, Austin Eckler of the Los Angeles Chargers coming up. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Named one of the best personal finance podcasts, The Stacking Benjamin Show with Joe and his friends makes financial literacy fun. I got an email today from the LenPenzo.com HR department. I find oh. it really interesting. <laughs> I'm an employee of one at this company, so but somebody from the HR department sent me an email telling me that I had a raise. If I just opened the attachment, I could see how much my raise was. Make sure you click on the links that are in there, too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait. This is I'm excited. Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen. Take on this holiday season with the help of Navy Federal Credit Union. When you use the Navy Federal Cash Rewards Card, you can earn up to 1.75% cash back on all purchases. You can redeem your rewards as soon as you earn them, too. And using the Navy Federal mobile app makes redeeming easier than ever. Enjoy the rewards of cash back without any annual fee, balance transfer, or foreign transaction fees. There's no limitations on rewards and they never expire while your account your account is open rates are variable and range between 12.65 percent and 18 percent apr based on credit worthiness atm fees for cash advances are up to a dollar at non-navy federal atms message and data rates may apply visit navyfederal.org for more information again you can learn how to get cheer to last all year with the cash rewards card at navyfederal.org our members are the mission insured by nc you a jeff in detroit i knew we'd hear from him i thought it would be yesterday i mean my gosh they're just killing it right now and uh they the detroit lions are taking on home who are they taking on next ah it's on this week jeff in detroit rich from staten island says hello what's going on what's going on oh man listen first of all i like to thank thank you um for posting you have a post on your twitter account that you put all it pops up every year the unfortunate passing of your father, but it gives mm. so much love and inspiration on how everybody should treat each other much, much better. And I, love is in need of love today, man, most definitely. So I just appreciate you for keeping that post up because it really is inspiring. The message that you get across, man, everybody needs to hear that message. We need to treat each other a lot better. Now, on to the Lions. Thank you up for riding with us because when Chris asked you, why are the Lions three-point favorites? And you came back with an impassioned speech about how they are truly the real deal. It was so great. Uh, you know I've got friends that uh, do security for the Lions. It was even said that a box was taken off of the Vikings bus and put near the locker room. But when it was apparent that the Detroit Lions were going to win, the box went back on the bus. I'm figuring that was those uh, hats and shirts of uh, Detroit, you know, the North, the NFC North championships. They were not celebrating on our turf, man. It feels it, it feels wonderful, 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 man. Yeah, and I... Johnson got Jared Goff playing like the man, and it's just. 
I, I see the light, man. Well, I mean, I offensively, I mean, Goff looks as TJ be feeling. I love it. Hey, Jeff, Goff, Goff looks as comfortable in this offense as he looked in here in L.A. Don't you get that sense that he's rolling out? Oh, and yes. He's, you know, and and people I, forget that he's a Super Bowl quarterback. You know, he looks as comfortable in this offense as he did out here in L.A. When you when he's rolling out, you just know he's going to find some receiver that's sitting on your waiver wire, with the exception of Amon Ross St. Brown. I'm serious. Like that's For sure. That's the way I feel watching it. And defensively, they have tightened the bolts. And how about my Wolverine, our Wolverine up front? How Killing about him? How about oh him? Oh my goodness! He's if been it wasn't amazing. For your guy Sauce, man, he would sure be in the run. He well, would get it. The, the I two defense going to end up the, taking that thing home. That guy's electrifying. The favorites for defensive rookie of the year are on the same field coming up this Sunday in Week 15. Ooh, that's going to be a they heck are. of a showdown, man. They are Sauce on the Jets side of things, and Aiden, Hutch, uh, Aiden Hutchinson uh, on the line side of things. Thanks for the call, and I appreciate you saying what you said about the video I put up about the passing of my father which, by the way, happened three years ago today. I know. So for him to call in and say that, that kind of caught me with a little right cross right there. It was three years ago today. Dang it. Talk about life being uh, wild. My dad and uh, Mike Leach share the same day of passing away, and my my dad is interred here in Los Angeles right next to Leonard Nimoy, things I didn't expect. Your dad is next to Leonard Nimoy for real? Never told us that. Facts. Live long and prosper. That is, by the way, uh, I don't want to say too much. It's, it's right. That's all. That's, that's, we were also that's, filming our Miami Super Bowl open. I know. Right? The I remember before? that the day before. Yeah. Yeah. Day before. At any rate, life is uh, life is kind of crazy. I'll make this turn. Uh, I, I I don't know about your fantasy league, but we found out today. Uh, by the way, congratulations to Jeff Garland. He is uh, he is in the playoffs in our Alice and Chains fantasy league that he we're in with Jerry Cantrell. By the way. Tremendous uh, causes. Uh, the Miz is in it as well, right? Duff McKagan. It's yeah, been a Michael, fun run. Michael Bublé. Yes, right. So it's a, it's yeah, a fun, fun, a fun uh, uh, league, Ian. right? Uh, fantasy league with uh, celebrities, and and it, it, it's a fundraiser as well. Uh, had no idea that the final uh, playoff spot is given to the team that has the most points of any team that's not in the playoffs. That team is awarded the final playoff spot. So Jeff right. Garland gets our playoff spot despite being two games worse than us. But yeah. He has more points than us. Had no idea. Yeah. And I think that rule, uh, what's the word for it? Hold on a minute. I have it written down here. Oh, sucks. That yeah. rule sucks. Bingo. That's that, the rule in my league. I don't understand it. We, do, we use power rankings. So, oh, I like, see. I just did my playoffs today. So, what? Basically, yeah, we, we use power rankings on CBS Sportsline. So, oh, we have their, our top two guys, the, the team with the two best records. Oh they get the bye. Then you get the guy with the highest point total. He gets the third seed. And then we do power rankings. That is, out for it I, I could yeah. never play in a league like that ever. What do you mean I, you could never play? We got a, this is a very simple league. No, it's a simple league with wins and losses. Whoever has the most wins is the number one seed, and whoever has the most wins out of say, if you want a fourteen playoff or a sixteen playoff, whoever has the best record out of that is seeded all the way down to whoever is out. I'm just saying that's how I, I don't understand it. Fabs is like texting me. It makes it. It makes it. You know. Uh, that it makes it fair, so if you have bad luck, it doesn't penalize you in head-to-head contests. And my answer is like, okay, what's more bad luck than not making the playoffs when it's you're two, two games two better games than the end. other team? Is that bad luck? Is that bad luck? I'm sitting here, we're sweating out who wins, who loses all year long. 
And at the end of the year, it's like, oh yeah, you're you're out because the team get, that's two I, games right. worse than you. I has get it more if we points. were if we were eight and six, and maybe he was seven and seven. seven. Like if you're one game back, oh and you have more points, then I, I guess I could hear an I argument. Am, I am but curbing two my. Games? I am curbing my. Uh, I am curbing right now. Yeah. And by because, the way, this because is right the, now, right now, I want to open it up. And I want to wipe my feet in there. And I'm, okay? Yeah, yeah. That's what I want to <laughs> Remember, guys, this is for I'm charity. There. You were upset no, about this. This is, this is a good thing. I mean, you didn't make it, but this is It's charity. not a good thing. I don't want <laughs> Jeff to be in the playoffs. I want us to be in the playoffs. We're two games better than him. <laughs> I meant the charity's a good thing. What's That's up with you that? didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Rich Eisen. What's up with that? I think Jeff should let us take control of his team for the week. No, I, now I know why he was dropping and picking people up this morning. Wow. And I'm like, why he is he doing it? He's out. How, how, so why whack. is he picking people he up? He knew he was in. Yeah, we Jeff also pay, had a really attention bad to the rules, Mike. We lost to Buble, who started two players. Inactive people. That were out. Well, Foster Moreau with a big bagel. Yeah, zeros. the Raiders did us no favors on Thursday last week. My other, my poker league, there's one more week to go. In oh. regular season, yeah. Oh, nice. Because it's a four-team playoff, and oh, a four-team playoff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, this ten Are you guys. Only in oh, you're ten guys. Ten guys. Ten guys. Four teams. Yeah. Wow. Why? What's wrong with that? It's not a lot of teams. Not a lot of teams. Well, I mean, it's you, what's a regular season for? We do six teams. We got ten. Oh, the Allison Chains League is ten, and six make it. I hear you. The two with a buy. Whatever. Oh, good. Well, well, we're out. Even though we had the sixth best record, wow. we didn't have enough points. Points count. But it's, oh yeah, points count. I mean. Dumb. (laughs) At any rate, uh, coming up in hour number three, Austin Eckler of the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, They are out of the playoff picture right now, despite having the same record as the Patriots, because the Patriots have more points than them. (laughs) See what I mean? Do you see how dumb that sounds? How dumb is that? They have better confidence. Actually, no. You know what? It's interesting. Uh, the six and seven Lions are now in the playoffs because they have more points than the Giants. See, there's fantasy. See how dumb it is? That's how dumb it is. That's how dumb it is.